Welcome to the secret world of Nicolas Flamel. This is my world. Prepare to be awakened. I'm Jamie. I'm Jeff. I'm Sean. I'm Chris. Welcome to episode one of Awakenings. I'd like to start out by saying that we're all very excited to have you guys here with us, and we're glad that you all came to listen. And also, just to start off, we'd encourage all of you to send any comments or suggestions or questions that you have for the show, um, and we'll try to answer as many of those questions on the show as we can. So send those to awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com. Also, if you haven't done so already, please visit our fan site that is dedicated to all things uh, the secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel series, and that is www.flamels-immortal-portal.com. And you will find all podcast-related stuff on the podcast page, and please don't forget to visit and answer the question of the month and the poll for the podcast. So, without further ado, let's get on with our show. We, tonight, we are going to be talking about Talk, and the first question we have about her is the big one. What do you guys think? Is Scatty dead or alive? What do you think, Jeff? Oh, she yeah, she's alive. I mean, you know, she's too big of a character to... Uh... To kill off this early, I think. She, she's definitely alive. All right, what about you, Chris? I agree. I think she's alive. I think she's played a, a, a really big role, and I can't see um, her, her. I can't see the void she leaves being filled by anybody else if, if we lose her. Sean? Yeah, I mean, she's faced worse than this, I'm sure. I mean, she's been around for thousands of years. She's just underwater with some merman. I'm sure she'll be able to handle herself. So that's the other question. Does Dagon live? That is a good question. I, I think Scatty definitely lives, and I think I'm I'm going to venture to guess that Dagon lives as well. Uh, you never know. Would she have to kill him to be able to get out of whatever situation she's in? I think she's going to take him out. Yeah, that's, that's how I, she's going to escape. Yeah, I think so too. I think he does. I don't and know. Obviously, I feel like, being I feel in the like water is not going to hurt him, but no, no. But I feel like there's more to come from him. I feel like he's kind of mysterious, and we don't know a whole lot about him, and he's kind of powerful. And the fact that he was there when yeah, Daniel Talith fell, I think he's, he's a great. He's a, he's a great source of information. I mean, you know, he was actually there, and you know, he knows a lot more than than a lot. Basically, even more than Skathok. I mean, you know, he she, was there with the original twins. Exactly. So, see, I don't think she kills him. I think she has to escape because he's too he's too strong. I think he's stronger than her underwater. Because I mean, have you ever tried throwing a punch underwater? Try swinging a sword. Yeah. That's true. It's just I I think she has to escape. But but a lot of um, ancient martial arts um, actually practiced underwater. 
So, you know, she's got that going forward, too. If all martial arts derived from her, you know, she had to have done some of that as well. What if the current just in the river swifts them, like, away from each other? Like, maybe they just kind of, they're fighting and then... Well, I don't... That, that that would seem kind of like a cop out. Yeah. Oh, no, we never actually fought. We just got separated by the. Well, I didn't say they never actually fought. Just <laughs> well, with you know, Dagon's, they're mid fight and you know. Something. With Dagon's swimming abilities, I would say that probably wouldn't happen. Um, but we also know catcher. We also know that Scatty doesn't like water. Yeah, she's definitely tr- going to try to get out as soon as possible. She's getting out of the water. But we also know he can get out of the water and is quite capable out of the water as well. Like um, shot the water to grab her right so you know obviously you know it's it's his battleground in the water but it is hers on the you know on on land anybody else so we think she's gonna get away do you think she's gonna get away with like she's gonna be in bad shape when she gets away or do you think she'll be oh i'm sure she's gonna be hurt i mean she'll be i don't think she'll be like Injured per se, but she's not going to be ready to dive into battle again. I doubt that. Yeah, I don't know what what do we consider, you know, injured to her. You know, yeah, that's that's a good because she she said she's immortal. She's not invulnerable. Right. Exactly. She can be killed. She can be injured. Right. So well, I mean, I don't think she's knocked out. Sorry. Yeah, Nidhog, pretty much. Knocked her out. That's yeah. How, I mean, that's how he had her to begin with. So. Yeah, sure. She was already weak before Dagon grabbed her. But you know what? What kind of damage was he doing to her? I mean, really, he just had her in his grasp and was you know carrying away with her. He he hadn't really weak. done anything to her. But she was obviously weakened. Yeah. Well, we she know he get... has a personal vendetta against her, so maybe he wants to take her off and. I don't know. That's true. I wonder he may if not... he's not. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, are we con- are we getting confused here? We're we talking about Needhog or Dagon? Because I thought we were talking about Needhog. Well, now it's I think it's switched back Dagon. to yeah. okay. Now, now it's the Dagon. Okay. Is is he just going to pull her under the water and kill her? You know, is that his intent? <clears throat> is his intent to kill her? He wants revenge. This is true. You know, he may he may want to make her suffer for everything that he's done to her or she's done to his race. He may be taking her somewhere. This is true. Which may so maybe she doesn't escape. Maybe they have to go rescue her. Yeah. I see a trend there too. I mean, a lot of the the bad guys in this book, they don't just get it over with. They don't take the the their, you know, captive or whoever and and kill them right away. They want to play with them. They want to prolong it. They want things from them. And so all that does is create opportunities to escape, and but takes longer. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this as thinking he's gonna, he took her underwater, but even if he intends to kill her, I don't think it'll be right away because I think most of these guys have these phenomenal egos about, oh, I'm going to, you know, capture you and get information out of you or do do something that I want to and I'll get around to killing you later. In the meantime, all the good guys are escaping. That, that's your classic? That's your <laughs> classic James Bond villain. Classic movie villain right there is. But you're right. He may be um, taking her to a specific location to inflict torture upon her 
just to uh, you know prove a point. Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, he's, and he's had a lot of time to stew about this. I don't think he's just going to take her out as quickly as possible. I think he's going to make this painful for her, and you know, he's he's not happy with her. You know, she was involved in what killing his entire family or something, or his entire, entire race. race. Yeah, race. I mean, it does kind of. It also throws in a nice little. I don't know if you really want to call it a twist, but into the series where, you know, Scatty is like the hero. She's like the hero character, just her whole life, and now she's the one in trouble. So it's kind of like a reversal of roles in a way. Yeah, she's like the rescuer usually, and now you know she's yeah. Like the one. you look at when when they were in the bar, or the not the bar, the coffee house, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And all the the cops busted it, and she laid she, the smackdown. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, and, and that's kind of one of the things I've I've noticed with this where. You always you get into like with certain like some TV shows or or some stuff that is like a, a serial story, it tends to be one the same character gets in trouble and the other character has to go save them. It's like this repetitive formula. Whereas that's one of the good things about this book is it's never the same person that's really in trouble. It kind of weaves in and out, and you know sometimes Scatty saving Flamel, and sometimes Flamel is doing something to save somebody else. And, or if Sophie comes out with something. So, I mean, it, it throws in a, a different direction by having Scatty be more captured. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very obvious because um, when they come down into the kitchen, um, you know, Fumel and, and, and Sophie and all of them come down into the kitchen, they automatically assume that, that Needhog took Josh and yeah. Scatty, Scatty. Is, is going to save the day. But you know, in this case, it's, it's, it's the exact opposite. So yeah, she's. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting what happens there. I, I think. I, I was thinking there was going to be a, a battle. Um, there may still be, but I, I think you're right on the on the topic of Dagon wanting to uh, to get get some revenge on her um, and not just simply take her out as soon as possible, which he should. I mean, that's just his his uh, his vendetta, you know, against her. Uh, you know, he should just kill her as soon as possible, knowing how dangerous she is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I don't think that he will now. And it's it could also be it's kind of like a where Dagon's kind of her foil, if you will, pardon the literary terminology. But whereas, um, for example, when the um, the Valkyries came in, and obviously Scatty wants if you want to revenge against them for sending her into the, the shadow realms only rather than try to fight with them. She went after the Nidhogg to help Josh. So it's like where she put her personal vendetta aside to help. Whereas that's going to kind of be one of those things where Dagon's not going to put his personal vendetta aside for something else. And it's probably going to cost him in the end kind of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Although I wonder, I wonder how long it's going to take for us to actually see her, see her again, and see that action. Yeah. If it'll be something yeah. we see in the next book, or if there's going to be a little bit of time between, you know, them, the twins, everybody heading to London, and us actually hearing what happens to her. In my opinion, I think they go, they they would go straight from from the end of the book to to trying to find her. You know, I mean, that would be my first thing. You know, okay, well, we're all together again. You know, 
we need to they, save they, Skathok. I mean, they, they obviously, they, I don't seem anyway, they don't seem too worried about her. Yeah. It, I think it, she's... It's kind of like, she can take care of herself, we have to do what we have to do. So they, they take off and they go to, to, to London. Because yeah, like, that's so, true. Like, no, we have to go, we have to help Scatty first. And Flamel and Joan were both like, she'll be fine, we need to go to London. Okay, I think right. I think she's gonna show up, but I think it's gonna be you know a good. It may even be like halfway through the book, or even three quarters of the way through the book. She'll just show up in the least expected point, and she'll make some grand appearance and help do something. And I think you're not gonna hear the story except from what she explains of how she escaped. I think you're gonna get bits and pieces of it here and there as she sees fit to explain it. I don't think you're gonna get her point of view of how. She gets away or how she survived. I think it's going to come from pieces of what she chooses to tell the, if we you know, Sophie and Josh her, or tell well, Flamel. And that, you know, that, that's assuming we see her. That's in, true. Yeah, in that's true. Sorts. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, the, there could always be like an underlying theme is, you know, where is she? Is she okay? And, right. I'm sure we'll hear of her, but, and that's the other thing. We don't know, I mean, up to this point, from from Michael's writing, it's like you, you're seeing either Flamel, twins, or Perry. You, you, you know, and D, yeah. And D. So, but but have we seen a, a scene from Skadik's point of view yet? No, I don't think so. And I, I think that'll continue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we you're seeing it from from the if you want to call them, I guess that the five main people where you've got. Sophie, Josh, Perry, and Nicholas, and then D. But we had some Machiavelli too. Yeah, but yeah. it was only really. Well, no, it was quite a bit of him because he was his conversations well, with Dagon and stuff before D got there. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, but I don't remember seeing anything from Scaddy's point of view yet. No, I don't think so. I think you're right there. So the and the only way to to know what happened to her is to see the scene through her point of view and. I don't know. For me personally, I would rather see it happen or read it happening rather than hear her tell about it. Yeah. But that's more of a personal. Oh, I'd definitely rather see it, but I don't know that we necessarily are going to get to since we haven't seen anything from her personality. And I think I don't know how that would be woven into the story, I guess, yeah. as well. Although, remember, I mean, I think we saw we saw Machiavelli by himself because I think it was necessary to, to sort of set the stage for what was coming, whereas we hadn't seen anything from Scatty's point of view, one, because by the time we met her, she was never alone without any of them, mm-hmm. right? And there was really no purpose to introduce us to her before before we saw her with everybody else. And so now that she's split off and there's a need because if, um, Dag- Dagon? Dagon. Dagon. Dag- Dagon. The merman. <laughs> <laughs> if he does actually have knowledge that will help advance the plot, I don't see any reason not to give us scenes from her point of view. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it just has to jump from chapter to chapter. That's right. And it, well, and it depends because the, the alchemist, if you notice, um, mid-chapter, just with spacers between the paragraphs, actually um, shifted point of view sometimes. 
it was the magician that that went to any shift in perspective like that was a, was a change or a new chapter. Right. And well, so, I think I think that also depended on 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 scene as well. Like when we saw the difference between like when when he kind of switches the same scene through someone else's eyes, that was I think that was still just a gap in the paragraph. Well, and we have to remember too that the next book the focus is kind of shifting because we know the sorceress is Perry, so we might be shifting more to her end. So maybe Skatok will appear and help Perry out, or I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure because you know when you look at when you look at the magician, it's supposed to be you know the the title character is D, but he really wasn't present a whole lot in it. No, that is you know true what too. I mean. So I, I don't know that necessarily it means that the main story is around the title character. I mean, we definitely learn. I think it's more the focus of who you learn about. Because I think in like in, in the magician, we definitely learned more about D. As far as what kind of person he is, as as as, a, as opposed to other characters, right? I mean, like we, I mean, in the Alchemist, we obviously learned a lot about Flamel, and then in in the Magician, we we kind of learned of all the characters. I think we learned the most about D, right? So I mean, it's just kind of one of those. It doesn't necessarily mean you're you're focusing so much on that. As far as their plot line is concerned, mm-hmm. it's just more during their plot lines. Who are you learning more about? And we really don't know that much about Paranel yet. This is true. I mean, you know, we only know of we don't know of a lot of her her time of um, things that she's gone out and done. Um, so yeah, I, I I would agree with that. We're losing track of, of Scatty here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say let's let's shift back and move on to a little bit of um, talk about her background a little bit and her relatives of the that are mentioned in the book and maybe a few possible other characters that we may see that are related to Scatty. Do you guys have any ideas about that? Well, one of the main things that I try to do when when uh, researching um, Scatty for for this podcast was try to kind of pinpoint how old she is. And um, I think it was it was Chris on the forums, wasn't it you that that uh, that picked up on the whole uh, DC year um, right yeah. after the fall yeah. of Dan- Danutalis thing? Because in in the book it says that she she says that she was born well after the fall of Danutalis, um, and then it says that her feud with the DC year go back to just after the fall of Danutalis. And yeah. uh, you know it was kind of hard to to pick up on on how old she is uh, given that. And um, Chris, you 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 found something interesting that I, I didn't pick up on. Right, and that was that. Um, um, oh my goodness! The, the, the witches, the witch, the witch, and, and Chronos, wasn't it? Chronos, that's it. Yep, that the witch had Chronos look through the 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 various different ages over time and bring back people that they needed in order to um, take care of the Desir. And she specifically requested that um, Scatty be one of the ones who was brought back. So, yes, Scatty was, <clears throat> wasn't born until... Um, 
you know, she she was brought back in time to well before she was born in order to to have that issue with the deceer. <clears throat> and then she was brought. She mentions um, that her parents were elders, born and raised on the Isle of Danutalis, and then um, she was born. Um, I'm trying. I'm just looking for 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 the quote because I actually says, thought I, I think had it, it says far. long long after. This is long after yeah. the fall of Danotalis is when she's explaining um, when she was born. Or is that just when yep. she left? No. Was that, I, think she was I think born. it was when she was born. Yeah, it's, 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 it's about when she was born. And I'm I, I just uh, assuming this. You know, her – she's born after Danotalis falls, and you know she's living you know, with her parents. So obviously they have a shadow realm that she basically grew up in. Because it says she left her parents to come and teach the Humani, but that doesn't uh, the martial art. Were, it doesn't necessarily mean they were shadow realm. It just means no, no, it doesn't. I, I just can't, yeah, I just can't think of anywhere else where they would be living. Because they she, basically she, disowned she would, her. Yeah, that she would basically, you know, quote unquote, leave from. Well, you know, and me, it also it, says long after, which I think is from Scatok's point of view, and. It's kind of relative to how old they are, how long they consider long, you know. And I imagine if it was her saying it, it probably is a really long time. A very long time, yes. But now the other question: When she was brought back in time, did she then have to live forward, or did they send her back? Well, you know, or she... does she count that as years alive, or did, is she alive from the day she was born, or is she alive from when she was sent back in time? Does she have to add all those years in? Well, did she get? Uh, all right, now you're had, making my head hurt. Well, I know, <laughs> time travel paradox. <laughs> now you're making my head hurt. <laughs> she was trapped in a uh, in a shadow realm, and her different life through different shadow realms. You know, she says, "I only count my age on my time spent on on Earth, or you know, in in the Earth, our Earth realm. You know, the shadow realm. She, you know, the millennia that she spent in the um, the underworld." underworld. Yeah, the underworld shadow realm that that um, Hecate and the Deseer put her in, you know, she doesn't count that into her age. You know, that may be in that time frame that that got her from her, her her being sent back in time to her, you know, reappearance from after that she was. You know, that might have been the way she she escaped as well as you know that that time period where there could have been two two scatties. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah, did, two did she. Did she rescue herself? <laughs> okay, now you're getting a little crazy. I think. I'll get out there with that one. I, I don't know. <laughs> and that's why I said, "Now you're making my head hurt." <laughs> yeah, once you start in, travel paradox. Yeah, once you start getting into the time paradoxes, yeah, time paradoxes will 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 make your brain hurt. <laughs> um, what about uh, a lot of her family is mentioned in this, um, Chris? There was somewhere you were saying earlier about um, – before we started the podcast about um, uh, the witch's memory in Sophie's mind uh, depicts uh, – basically picturizes uh, Scatty's parents. Yeah. What, what was that What was that quote that it said about her parents? Um, Sophie says, have you really lived for two and a half thousand years, Sophie asked. Um Two thousand five hundred seventeen human eye years. Uh, Scatty smiled a tight-lipped smile that hid her vampire teeth. Hecate once abandoned me in a particularly nasty underworld shadow realm. It took me centuries to find my way out, and when I was younger, I spent a lot of time in the shadow realm. She names another of them. 
Shadow Realm time is not the same as human eye time, so I really only count my time on the on this earth. Okay, so right there she says she spent her younger uh, time in Shadow Realm, so that kind of goes back to what I was saying about her parents and being in a Shadow Realm. Yeah, and then get a gold star a couple of pages later, <laughs> um, she says, what about your family? So there's the Witch of Endor mentioned your mother and brother. Even if she was speaking, images from the witch's memories popped into her mind. A sharp-faced older woman with blood-red eyes and an ashen-skinned young man with blazing red hair. Blazing red um, hair. Blazing red hair. Huh. Um, and you know what? All I can think of this time of year is the guy who plays Heat Miser when I read that line. But anyway. Then <laughs> um, <laughs> she does say... Um, the warrior shrugged uncomfortably. We don't talk much these days. My parents were elders, born and raised on the Isle of Banatalis. When my grandmother Dora left the island to teach the first human eye, they never forgave her. Like many elders, they considered the human eye to be little but be little better than beasts. So her, her parents were born there. Um, so that's also kind of interesting because that implies that her parents are dark elders. Does it? Oh well, yeah, I, well, not, not not necessarily dark elders, but just it's it's like um, I don't want to reference another book series, so <laughs> but yeah, does not necessarily uh, that they're dark elders. They just don't. They, they just don't like the sword them. Yeah, they just don't like the humani. Which well, and, and it says she says that she says curiosities. My father called them a flicker of disgust crossed her face. Prejudice has always been with us. My mother and father were even more shocked when I announced that I was, I too was going to work with the human eye to fight for them to protect them when I could. Yeah, you see, the, hum- uh, the humanity yeah. to them wasn't, you know, it, it, it's not like they were they were all dark elders because they didn't like the humanity. Uh, it was very rare that any elder was like the humanity. That from what I can take out of it. Yeah, I mean, you got Hecate like- that stays out of everything, but she doesn't really support the humanity or is a dark elder. She, you know, she says, well, I'll have to pick. Right. Exactly. uh, Giant spider there. Her, the name escapes me. Arapanop. Yes. Um, she, or it, or he, or whatever, doesn't seem to care either way, either, but when asked, she would fight for the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that, that Arapanop is is for the Humani. Um, I, I think if yeah, like like given the choice, if it was like to to side with the elders or the Humani, you know, it's going to side with the Humani. I would I would I would put their allegiance with the Humani. But like say um, Mars, you know, who was mm. a Humani supporter, you know, apparently isn't now. You know, yeah. so. Uh, it's it's a big gray area of of what is you know the the definition of a dark elder because they had dark elders before basically before the humani was even a, a blip on their radar. Well, and the same the same section does actually say Scatty says that um, she was told she'd be disowned if and and she'd bring shame on the family if if she left. Um, but interestingly, she then, a paragraph later, says that they didn't speak for a millennium until they needed help. And so now they speak, but it's only occasionally. And she says she's afraid they still consider me an embarrassment, but that doesn't 
you know, I mean, who knows exactly what causes caused that an embarrassment. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean their allegiance is, is with one side or the other. Right. And I think that still shows the tension there, you know, when you got Scatok going to see Grandma, the Witch of, El- Witch of Endor. Um, you know, she gives her a lot of trouble for not calling her mother, but Sophie says she calls her mom every day or talks to her mother every day, and she says, well, you know, you hear that, and gives her a lot of trouble for that. So I think it just kind of shows the underlying tension there that's in the family that, you know, she doesn't call her mom or dad. <laughs> right. You'd think of anybody that she would could relate to. It would be the Witch of Endor because they both left their families to side with the Humani. Yeah. You think they could have that kind of connection with each other? Um, and they may, but you know, it doesn't seem like it. Scatty yeah. seems like your typical teenager that acts, you know, the, the way a typical teenager acts to their grandparents. It's like, yeah, 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 you know, kind of thing. Well, I think she kind of also views her grandmother as a little crazy, like. A little crazy in the head, you know, and she's she's kind of difficult to deal with, so you just she just kind of doesn't want to deal with her unless she absolutely has to. So I think there's a little bit of tension there as well. So, so yeah, we've got the mom with the red eyes. What do you guys think about that? Who do you think that? I, I don't I don't think we've seen anyone like that. At least there's no not been anyone described as such. Uh, in the series so far. Other than Mars, he's the only one that I know of that has red eyes. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Besides Mars, of course. I mean, it's also one of those things, I mean, it's kind of hard to pinpoint because it's like, I mean, Hecate's her aunt. So, like, are the are the elders kind of like the way the Greek gods are, where everybody's kind of related to everybody? I think it might be the case. Well, and then who's Hecate's sister? D- didn't they mention... No, they say they don't mention a sister ever in the series. They mention. She says she has a sister. I thought, but I don't. Remember. Um, I I I just know at that particular uh, juncture in the book, they they say uh, mother and brother. Um, but they don't give any kind of description or name for the brother. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like are all the second generations all cousins. You know, kind of thing. Well, and you know, the thing too. I mean, how many elders are there? What, what what kind of vast number are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I, there is there is a place in the, and I don't remember which one of the two books it's in, where I think it's Nicholas mentions that there are a lot more elders than than the twins would think, and and that you know every they're virtually everywhere. Because there, so, there's like I mean, an infinite number of shadow realms. Don't they say something along those lines? Yes. So, I mean, I mm. take that to, to mean that there's an awful lot of them, but it does seem like I know, um, what is it, Bastet is the Morgan aunt also. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we learn. But I do think I, and I can't remember where. I really think that we did hear somewhere about um, an additional relation, and I just for Hecate, and I, I yeah. can't. I, Could I it can't, be like? Was it like the Morgan is also her niece? I it might have been. I think I mm-hmm. want to say that they said Hecate's sister was a Morgan, but I'm not sure. Um, well, the Morgan's a second generation, isn't she? I don't yeah, think she's in, she's a, she's so. not a she's not an elder she's the second generation. Well, that that would make sense if Bastet is her aunt, 
because Does, and also because the I Morrigan think couldn't to, touch. I think it would the, have to be. But could the Morrigan touch the book, the the Codex? I don't know if that was she, ever. She stated. would have. I think she would have the same. The, no, but the she, same uh, connection to the book as Scatty would. She explained. She does actually say early on, I think, in the Alchemist, that she can, she can look at it um, or do something in, in, in addition that the the um, first generation wouldn't be able to do. Oh, here I but found she it. Still can't touch it. You are not one of the first generation of the elder race. Hecate reminded her, like the Morrigan, you are of the next generation. So, yeah. so really, the Morgan thing. would be. If if, if uh, who who's she talking about? Bastet in that in that conversation? Scatty. No, she's talking about Scatty. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's if it's just one of those things where you know you said with the the woman with the with the red eyes, and then you were saying how Mars had red eyes. You know, Mars could be her uncle. Uh, there could be a relation there. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's just, it seems like everybody seems to be related to everybody as far as the elders are concerned. That is true. That I happens was a lot wondering in if Mars wasn't her grandfather. With the whole, you know, how we don't know exactly why, but the witch knows. We don't know why he turned That's against. That's true as well. And so my thought was, hmm, I wonder if Mars is actually Scotty's grandfather. Hmm. That's interesting. Now that's the theory. other thing. Does that mean the Witch of Endor is one of the great elders? Because if because there's the first because they're saying first generation elders, second generation elders, but you have the Witch of Endor, who's a generation above the first. She should be a generation above, like Hecate. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they consider a great elder because um, you know, Aropanop said that. You know, none of the great elders survived the fall of of Danutala. So, what mm. what do they consider a great elder? I, I, don't, I don't know. Do they consider a great elder like um, someone that was around during the time of Abraham the Mage, and they they basically were the first, very first elders, and they didn't start counting generations until after the fall of Danutalus? I think it's beyond that because uh, Hecate says, you know, she was there when Abraham the Mage wrote the book. So I think it's people that are beyond, like, are, that are older than them. Right. So, I mean. Uh, yeah. I, I, this is I where it's like, why, why, maybe it's the second generation where people born after the fall and they just call them second generation. That's what I was thinking, yeah. That, so there really the, the isn't, there really after, aren't first, there's no such thing as first generation elders. It's, there's really only the elders and then the second generation elders were after the fall. That, that's that's the way that's my my uh, theory is on it. Exactly. So I then Scotty would be like second generation. A second generation. That's right. Was born after. But you couldn't you couldn't give a generation to say Hecate or the Witch of Endor. Which I, you know, Chris, I really like your comment about about the Mars thing because with the red eyes and and then Scotty's mother having red eyes and the Witch of Endor and, and apparently Mars having a close relationship. We don't know what that relationship was. It could have possibly right. been that. So, yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that before, but and he's the god of war. Yeah, and Scotty. Well, I mean, that's, I mean that's, that's obviously a, uh, there's a there's a tie-in of personalities there. Yeah, and we know that. That the witch is, I mean, there's it's it's sort of it's 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 
phrase what I think is comically, but when Scatty asks, Scatty and, and Gran are first talking, you know, Scatty says, oh, you're looking well. And the witch says, I'm looking old. Do I look old? Scatty says, not a day over 10,000. And she <laughs> smiles. But so, I mean, clearly, if you're talking the 10,000 kind of years, she's old. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, so um, I, I, I do think we're, we're still missing a little bit of information from a time perspective I mean, because we don't know when the fall of Danitalis was. I mean, was that 10,000 years ago? Was that 100,000 years ago? I you know, and, and there's a the magnitude of, of those two of ten thousand versus a hundred thousand is so huge that, that there's still a, a gap of information that, that makes it hard to, to feel real confident in some of some of the guesses. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So Yeah, it makes it hard to place scatty with her relatives and yes. how old she is and it makes it tough. What what about the brother? I mean there's just one mention of him, and you know that that's it. That's going after that. I mean, does she have a brother in any of um, the the Celtic or any other mythologies? Um, you know, not you know, not that's appeared in the book yet, but obviously. Yeah, not that I can remember seeing. I don't know. Has anyone else encountered? I, I didn't come across any. I didn't either, and I I looked after seeing that in the book. I looked. I, I looked in a lot of different places for that um, to see if I could find any mention of a brother, and I just I I didn't find one out there. You know, I found mention of a sister, a rival, whatever. But we know that you know Michael has taken someone that was based in myth and made changes based mm-hmm. on, on what what he's needed well, to do. You also have to keep in mind that we're seeing the picture through. Sophie's interpretation of the memory. So maybe yep. it's just someone with really short hair. It does, maybe it's not a brother. It says brother. Yes, it but I. But, but where's that could be Sophie's interpretation of what she was seeing. Oh, you 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 think that when she sees a memory, she doesn't. But it doesn't say brother. Know. It just says she says it's. She just says a boy with bright red hair, right? No, no, no it says brother. The, 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 the bright red hair yeah, is the quote. father. The bright red hair um, is the father. Um, the Witch of Endor says brother actually in the in the 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 store in um, Ojai. Oh, okay. So, I think yeah. the fact that he has red hair it could be anybody. I mean, especially with her background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, it was just more of those things where maybe it's not a maybe it's not a male. Well, my only thing was maybe it was actually a sister or right. Well, we we know from from mythology that that she has a sister, um, Eve, but you know nothing is is said about a brother that that I could find. But it, it, the witch clearly says in the store uh, she says something about a brother because when Sophie is having the conversation with Scatty, she's not seeing a memory; she's actually repeating the quote that the witch said. She said uh, she says the witch mentioned your mother and brother. Oh, okay. So she wasn't actually seeing a memory during that, or or remembering a, me- a memory. She was actually remembering what the witch said. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe he's taking artistic license and just changing Eve to a, a, a male. Male, it's possible. Um, or there's a there's a mythology out there that 
you know, uh, uh, there's, there's the mythology ranges so much, it varies, um, you know, the different tales because everything was told by by mouth. Mm-hmm. So you go through the de- different generations and different uh, beliefs and, you know, different countries and uh, all the different stuff gets relayed to the next generation by mouth and gets changed and twisted. And um, Eve may be a-, a sister in one mythology and in another it's it's a brother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's open to all kinds of possibilities there. Yeah, I think I, – I don't know. I think these families are so large. I think it's possible that there's both and maybe just one was mentioned because that, that was at that time. I don't know. I feel right. like that she may have a lot of relatives that we don't know about. I mean in mythology, right. she's also got a daughter that we haven't heard anything about right. that may or may not be included in the story as well. So, Well, it's also you know, how is your – if there was a question of you know, she mentioned a mother and a brother, well, that could be one of those things where – Maybe the mother and brother are the ones that are, you know are still in the shadow realm. As or maybe, if maybe maybe there is a sister, but the sister did the same thing. You know, Eve came to the human side. Or maybe those are the people that still talk to Scatty on an occasional basis. Like maybe, maybe she doesn't talk to her sister anymore. Maybe she talks to, but she talks occasionally to her brother or mom or whatever. And, or you know, is her father her father very well? You know, maybe her father is dead at this point. That's what I was going to say. That's what just going to say is you know, or or, or these other people. Uh, you know, her father is still alive. You know, obviously the mother and the brother is. Mother, brother, yeah, right. Um, but you know, maybe the witch doesn't like the sister, doesn't like Eve, and and therefore could care less if Scatty's talked to her. That's that's true as well. Um, so that's that's a possibility. And how does how how would she talk to them into in a shadow room? I mean, how do you communicate? You know, she's she's they, like. They, getting, Getting all over, I can understand her getting all over for not contacting the witch because she's in the you know humani world where you know you can pick up a phone. But if they're in a shadow realm, I mean, how do you make that communication? Well, yeah, I but the witch pretty... doesn't even have a phone. Remember, they had well, that, no, she like... doesn't. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's part of the whole joke of that entire that entire encounter is just absolutely hilarious to me. But because... well, she she did say, "Do you own a mirror?" So oh, she well, obviously she... has that. Yeah, that separate that's what I was just about to say. But it's also, yeah. I mean. It's pretty obvious at this point that the elders have power that we don't True. really see yet. So maybe there is a, a communication way. Well, just like with the mirror. I mean, you know, the mirrors take them through the legates. I mean, maybe the mirrors are uh, a form of communication. You know, you, you pick it up and say who you want. And and if they've got a mirror, maybe it, it, it calls to them or maybe you have a specific one to a specific person. And uh, if they're on the other end, they get it. I, I don't know. Well, and Scatty does actually say that that we talk occasionally now um, when she talks about her family. So I don't know who exactly the way it's written. I don't know who exactly she she means. Is that mother and brother or both parents or what? But she does actually say we talk occasionally. So um, that's one of the, the quotes, again, in that same sequence where – uh, she and Sophie are talking about about family. Right. You know, I mean, m- maybe she goes home for Christmas. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, maybe she she does. You know, they yeah. talk occasionally. Maybe she goes home. I mean, I'm sure the elders might have a different. You know, that's the other thing. You know, with elders and you know religious whatever. But I mean, yeah, they're, see, they're, like, they're used to being worshipped, not not worshipping. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're, like, they're like the basis for you know. Older religion, right. so it's like 
and what's what's occasionally well, to for, someone who's who's you know, millennia true. old? I mean, what do they? What she consider occasionally? Once a century, like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a century. You know, who knows? I, I don't know. Um, any other relatives? Noteworthy relatives? No, I don't think that's pretty much think, it. Um, I don't did, think there's any that we know of. Did yeah. we mention um, the daughter from from actual mythology? Yeah, briefly. But um, yeah, Utah Jamie kind of mentioned it, but should we, we didn't go into it at all? Talk, okay. Um, which you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should. Let's try to stay as you know as much canon as possible. So yeah, I mean, I mean, she does. There's the whole thing of where you know she's asked, "Have you ever been in love?" Right. And she kind of brushes it off, like she doesn't really say. She kind of almost gets uncomfortable about it. Yeah. So maybe that the the daughter came out of that. Well, I think so, that she, doesn't she actually in in the process of that? There aren't they? They're split up. Um, she's with so just her and Sophie, mm-hmm. and they're walking down the street, and Sophie asks her that question, and she kind of, if I'm remembering correctly, she turns her head and it looks like into shop windows as she's walking, kind of like looking at her own reflection during that conversation. Well, and I so, think that brings up a good point too, is that she has such a hard exterior. It's hard to tell, you know, what she's actually experienced versus what she hasn't, and right. you know what she's not telling the truth about. So and, you know, the 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 main thing that that comes to mind right now is the whole conversation uh, in the witch vendor's shop in uh, Ojai, where she's taking the pain away from Sophie and is explaining to Josh that. That they don't feel com- they don't feel compassion or pain or 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 maybe even and even love in that instance, and she doesn't have those feelings. So when Sophie asked her if she'd ever been in love, she says no, no, because she can't she can't um, can't have that emotion. She doesn't know. Oh, that's interesting. I'm gonna. That is a very good point. The the question because it's page one hundred one of the book. The question actually is. Has there ever been a Sophie paused hunting for the word? Have you ever had a boyfriend? I don't know, okay. so it's not a love All question. Right, so that's, okay. that's a different question. And it then <clears throat> Yep. Scotty looked at her sharply, then turned her face away to stare into the shop window. For a moment Sophie thought she was examining the display of shoes, but then she realized that the warrior was looking at her own reflection in the glass. The girl wondered what she saw. No, Scotty finally admi- admitted. There's never been anyone close. Anyone special? She yeah, smiled tightly. And that that, that kind of answer is just kind of like that's a bold-faced lie. It, it, I think I think it is too. But you know, the, the question still stands. You know, can it, it may not be a lie? I mean, she she may actually have a, a relationship with someone, but she doesn't have that kind of uh, emotion because she can't have that feeling. Or she could... three paragraphs later, she admits it's been very lonely. I mean, so, you know, I, how do you feel lonely if you don't have some of those other emotions? Well, let's, let's go to that, um, that conversation in Ojai and, uh, and look exactly what, what she explains about her, what she can and cannot feel. Was that, that was, I mean, that's like the, almost the very beginning of the magician, wasn't it? Or is that? No, no, no. They're in the shop in Ojai and Sophie is pain. She's having pains from being awakened. She it, like hurts all over, and um, Flamel has left to go find the witch. And it's just Scatty, Sophie, and Josh in the shop. And um, she feeds off her aura, 
Scatty feeds off her aura to it's the um, end of the end of the alchemist, right? Yeah, it's the end of the alchemist. And I'm going to try to jump to then that. Then again, is it something that, you know, it's a generational thing. Like, that generation can't feel emotion, but Scat Talk maybe can. You know, maybe she can feel lonely, and maybe she said it's been lonely because, you know, it's been centuries since something has happened, but maybe something in the past happened, and it ended badly. That's why she said there was no one special, because it was a bad thing now and she sees it as a bad thing overall. So maybe she doesn't consider them special. Yeah. I'm, I'm right here at the part. I'm just trying to find where she actually says it. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it's basically, that's the kind of vampire she is. Okay. Right here. Um, uh, some that she's talking about next generation. She says, well, some of us were born as monsters. Others were caught between shapes. A few possess extraordinary powers of transformation and could become beasts at will. And others, like those of us who eventually formed the clan vampire, found that we were unable to feel. Uh, and Josh asks, um, what do you mean, feel? And the warrior smiled and looked at him. Uh, trying to paraphrase, jump to the part. Um... We lack the capacity to feel fear, to experience love, to enjoy the sensations of happiness and delight. The finest warriors are not only those who do not know fear, but those who are without anger. So, I mean, right there, it, it, you know, it says she's unable to to experience so, love. You know, maybe it's, be, if it's not a powerful enough emotion or something. Yeah. Well, she's unable to experience love, but she can feel lonely, you know. So. Right, I would say lonely is probably not uh, it, it fall into any of those categories. So yeah, she could feel lonely. She could maybe even feel regret. Maybe she regrets that she can't feel love. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that explains why she hasn't. Yeah. She said that it wasn't someone special. That's right. Maybe she regrets that she can't. She can't have that that emotional feeling. And uh, that's there's no not been anyone special because of that. In her eyes, maybe. You know, to us, it would be like, oh yeah, those, you know, they're, they're together. You know, that's a special relationship. But to her, it, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Although Maybe from looking to him, at it was. Her, her relationship, even with Joan, that you know, I mean, that's 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 a that's a vague. Friendship that's she there. definitely seemed happy for the marriage, you know, or was she just acting the way she sees other people acting, you know? Uh, and you know, she seems thrilled to see Joan yes. right when they first get there. Right. And so it would seem to me that that you know I mean friendship when you've got a really good friend is is, is a type of love. And so while it might you know it, it's a different it's kind, I don't know. Maybe she does. She says that she doesn't have the ability, but maybe she really does. I, I don't know. Maybe she was just saying that to keep to to let you know Josh. Allow it to happen. I I don't know. I don't know. I I can't. I, I can't I see can't it be. I, yeah, I can't see it be put being put in like that, just as a, as appeasement for him. Um, mm-hmm. So no, I I think that that she's being truthful there. But it's also she's like. Well, think about it this way. She she does it to be able to feel. She takes those feelings. So you know maybe she. When when she was taking those feelings from Sophie, mm-hmm. the pain, the fear, she maybe she was feeling them as she was taking them. 
this, so like yeah. the way she feels is by, yeah she actually says um, almost you know Josh is complaining about it because he he just found out what's actually going on um and he she says uh so they can so that they can feel alive Scatty said mm-hmm. that's that's what her vampire power is they don't suck on blood her clan vampire uh, feeds on on feelings emotion. Emotion. So you can have the emotions and the feelings. And all she was really doing, she was just was isn't she was like she was just holding Sophie's hand or something like that. Yes, and their auras were in, entwining together and pulling together like Sophie's was actually running down off of her and up Scatty's arm. Now I think Scatty's eyes actually turned silver. Was was Sophie allowing it or was Yes, because she tried to yeah. Josh Josh tried to stop her and she says no. But it was one of the but but what I mean more was was Scatty causing her aura to do that or was, was like could Sophie fight it? No, or, I don't know. I, I think that I think that um uh that that's her power, that Scatty's power, her feeding so power. It's, it's like if if a vampire bit you in the neck, you couldn't yeah. stop the blood from going out of the wound and into their mouth. So it's, it's kind of the same the same thing. Where if she met a guy, you know, she could have, she could have done that to him, I guess, to to feel what he was feeling for right. her kind of, kind of thing. Because you know, if there ever was somebody, it that wasn't necessarily an elder, right? Maybe it was a human. Well, see, that's that's you know, that's that's just it, right? That's true. So it's like, so when she says she feels lonely, is because she doesn't necessarily feel the emotion but she knows what that emotion feels like because she's felt she's taken it from somebody else right yes well the other question is you know when did she become a vampire and when did when did this whole not being able to feel thing came up well i I don't know i don't know i I think that is i'm I'm not sure how that all that happens because she does say when we've those of us who formed the clan vampire you know, did did she have to did, did a change have to occur inside of them for that, or the they were born that way? Or if like or you know, if for example, you know, if a vampire bites you, you become a vampire. That whole myth, right? If if she were to take all of Sophie's feelings, would Sophie then be a vampire? As in, not as, or 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 as you know, become emotionless, soulless, like that. Right. So maybe Scatty wasn't like that originally. Maybe something happened. You know, she gets her heart broken, for example. So she chooses to become a vampire. Um, you mean you talking about Scat Talk? Scatty. Yeah. 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 Well, um, maybe maybe she chose it because she didn't want to feel that anymore. Maybe when they've sucked all the the feeling out of someone that. That maybe they die because she actually says the blood-sucking vampires don't need the blood. They need the emotions. Uh, the sensations are carried in the blood. That's, that's what she explains to Josh. No. So I, I, I don't know. Although yeah. if you look, if you look at that whole piece together, you know when she says um, my race, the clan vampire, were of the next generation, and then she goes on to say we were not elders. All of us who were born after the fall 
were completely unlike our parents. We were different in incomprehensible ways. And then it's later that she says, same, you know, later that, that same two pages, some of us were born as monsters, others were caught between shapes. So she's talking about, she's explaining how the next generation, how they were different, how they were born different, but even between that generation, some of them were different from each other as well. Right. Yeah, and that just backed up our entire theory of um, the next generation or second generation or elders born after the fall of Danutalus. So that's the other thing is what caused that big difference. I mean, obviously, like the elders, you know, that you have the Witch of Endor and then you know Scaddy's parents. You know, they're all, I guess, we want to call it the same. Um, but then the, an island falls, and all of a sudden, uh, well, I can I can tell you, is, I can tell you exactly. It says um, Danatolus was ripped apart because of the ruling twins. The sun and moon fought atop the Great Period. The incredible magic forces they released upset the balance of nature. Okay, I've been told that that same wild magic swirling around the atmosphere caused the changes in the next generation. So, yeah, that explains right there that because of the fall, because of their fight, um, it, it actually warped the uh, – their magic, you know, warped uh, um, the balance of nature. I mean speaking of the, the whole – the ruling twins, the sun and moon fought on the pyramid and everything, why are, is everyone assuming that they're not just the twins from the Codex? I know this is kind of off topic, but – it just kind of popped because in my head. You're saying the Codex was obviously written before Danutalus fell, and oh, they definitely. came. Yeah, they came. And they came and they and, destroyed Danutalus. Right. So they came to destroy the world. Well, the thing about that is, is because in the Codex it also says that an, an immortal Humani that's guarding the Codex will, I guess, encounter the twins of legend. How, how do we know that didn't happen? But, well, because they, there was no the, the mortal the the humani in in Danutalus. I mean, they you had to leave Danutalus if you were going to um, teach and befriend or give immortality to a humani. So I don't I, think, I think the, the magician actually gives us more of the prophecy that I think explains it. Okay. If you look on page one forty four of the magician, it gives you like six or seven lines of the prophecy. That says the two that are one, the one that is all. There will come a time when the book is taken. Okay. Right. So the book had to be taken first. If the book wasn't taken before the fall, it the, the those twins wouldn't wouldn't be the relevant twins for this piece. Right. Right. So there there will come a time when the book is taken, and the queen's man is allied with the crow. Then the elder will step out of the shadows, and the immortal must train the mortal. The two that are one must become the one that is all. Yeah. So you read those seven sentences together. I think that's what tells us that first set of twins wasn't. See, now there's another interesting. The the elder will step out of the shadows. Uh huh. That is that a reference to? I mean, I guess you could say it's kind of metaphorical with Hecate being killed, but what that could be a reference to D's elder too. Yeah, I yes, like, uh, I, I would agree with the D's elder thing, in my opinion. Uh, that 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 his step- elder is like extremely powerful elder, dark elder, and is in you know in shadow realms. Will step out of the shadows, but that also is almost like no one. Everyone probably assumes that this elder is no longer 
around. You know, um, and the elder yeah. will step out of the shadows. It's all you know. If you kind of look at it that way as well, but it's, tr- it's true. Um, but I just found that other part. And it also says that um, the about the whole Scatty being a vampire and everything. It says that others, like those of us who eventually formed the clan vampire, found that we were unable to feel. So, yeah, it does sound like she was born that way. In my in my opinion, I, I would agree. I think that I don't know if she was born a uh, a vampire. But she was definitely born without emotion, and I think they became the clan vampire because they found out that they could they could take emotions from the humani and mm-hmm. feed off the humani and take their emotions. And I think that is why they they became vampires. Mm-hmm. So others are just more violent. Yes, she's a vegetarian. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Um, Okay, well, now that we've uh, covered Scatty, uh, we're going to go into a random quote uh, from me, Jeff. And basically, I'm going to give a random quote out from, from uh, one of the books and, you know, have the, uh, the other podcasters here try to, to tell me who said it and, and where it came from. And it's also a good opportunity, you know, for the listeners to, if our podcasters don't get it, the listeners to email in and uh, and and see who who can figure it out first, and you know you may get mentioned on the next podcast. But anyway, here's the uh, the random quote: Never in my life would I have imagined being delighted to see him. This is good news indeed. Wow, that's tough. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Can you read it again? Sure. Can I ask you to read it again? <laughs> uh, I, uh, here it goes. Never in my life would I have imagined being delighted to see him. This is good news indeed. Is Do we know what – is this in The Magician? Is it in The Alchemist or are we not given that information? You tell me. <laughs> wow. Hmm. You're being hard on us. <laughs> First quote out of the gate. Wow. Um, I can oh. It sounds so familiar too. <laughs> one more time, read it one more time. <laughs> Last time. Never in my life would I have imagined being delighted to see him. This is good news indeed. Well, who would the him be? Oh no, I I just remember what it was. Okay. It you just was, looked uh, it up in the in the PDF. <laughs> No, I actually don't even have a PDF open. I, no I cheating. Hands yeah, God. yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm not, I'm not cheating. He's sneaky. You gotta watch Sean. Hands of God, Scout's Honor. When uh, after they, uh, it was in it was in the Alchemist after during during the the battle at the uh, Yggdrasil or however you pronounce that tree. Yggdrasil. Uh, yeah, uh, Flamel says it when he sees D because it means that he had to have driven a car. And that is correct. <laughs> wow. Good yeah. job. Good job. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was good. If you didn't look that up, I, I'm going to applaud you there. I think he cheated. <laughs> but he's in, he's in trouble anyways because he, he needs to pick a new scent because we've been told that uh, scents have to be of a natural yes, background. Nat- so natural, you know Plato. Sorry, Sean. you got to pick this. Plato is not natural. Not <laughs> <laughs> so right. what, uh, what, what, what well, are you going to do, Sean? 
you know, I actually, you know, I was, I was told about this, and I just, I really couldn't come up with anything. So, I've decided that I am going to leave this up to the fans of this podcast and, you know, the site in general. So, after listening to this podcast, something you may have noticed before you downloaded it or whatever, but on our podcast page, you will see a poll. It's a separate from the main poll, but I am going to put up a few options for what my scent will be. And, I mean, if you, you've seen me around the, the forums and whatnot, and you can try to gauge me, if you will. And I'm going to let you all decide what my scent is going to be. That's good. I like that. So, yeah. You're gutsy. Yeah. Putting yeah, in the the, uh, but you're going to come up with the four options, though. They just get to pick out the four. Yeah, basically. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, we could all, you know, if we wanted to shift it, we could try to make it a, a question of the month thing, but... Uh, no, I think we should it. do a poll. All right. Yeah. Poll's good. Poll's fine by me. Yeah, speaking uh, of, uh, of of the uh, question of the month, um, Jamie, do we, do we have some uh, some scents set in that we're going to we read on? We do, around? actually. Um, we got a few. I, I picked out six that we really liked. Um, so we have Mel, who that's a short shortened name of her uh, forum name because I cannot pronounce it and I apologize. I'm going to butcher names left and right. <laughs> but I apologize ahead of time. Um, she's from the UK and she said her scent would be violets. We actually had quite a few uh, floral type scents. We also had Corena from Canada and she said her scent would be lilac. Okay. Hey. Yes. <laughs> um, we actually had quite a few Canadians, a couple Canadians. So, um, uh, and Katarina from Texas said chocolate. We also had another form person say chocolate as well as Tammy. Um, and then we have Gary from Ontario, New York, um, who I guess is close with Mr. Nicholas Flamel because he thinks that his son would be mint. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, very original. Um, Amanda from Chicago said sweet pea. I think that was one of my f- favorites of the bunch, and uh, one, of the, one of the more unique choices. Agreed. And then um, another good one that's close to my heart, uh, Roxy from Canada said uh, her scent would be watermelon. So right up there with the strawberries, good choice. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I've, I've got another one. Um, you know, everybody knows Jules or uh, Zephyr, our our admin, and. Uh, kind of a leader around the site. Her scent is actually white sage. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, yeah. very good one. Very good oh. one. I'm going to I'm just going to go ahead and put out this request out there because you know what? If Michael happens to listen to this, uh, you know, Mr. Scott out there, we want to know what your scent would be. So I'm putting out <laughs> the uh, I'm putting out the, the the call here and uh if you happen to to give us a download and a listen to this right now. We want to know what your scent is. Yeah, so. That's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, not, not, not like he doesn't have a full plate on, on writing oh, four more books, but, uh, yeah, he can, <laughs> he can download us and listen. <laughs> His scent is pen and paper. <laughs> we did have a few people say old books as their scent, actually. So I found that a little interesting as well. But I don't know that that's not necessarily a natural scent. So. No, it's definitely not. So. 
Well, I guess that's all the time we have for uh, episode one. We hope you all have enjoyed it. You know, please remember that you can send all your comments, suggestions, or questions to awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com. And also you can uh, contact any of the podcasters uh, individually by sending an email to their first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. And please, everyone, remember to vote for us each month on Podcast Alley. That's all for this episode. Until the next Legate opens, this is... Jamie. Jeff. Sean. And Chris. Signing off. Sure. Now you're gonna make me find it when I don't have when I've got to look through the paper book. Hey, you know what? That's the joy um, of podcasting. Jamie can cut this time frame right out of there. And it looks like you were prepared for it. Oh, I could leave it out, leave it in for the joy of podcasting. <laughs> you know what? Let's see. Um, I can go on the bloopers at the tail end. That's all the time we have for this episode. Until the next legate opens. Let's see, let's, okay, now that you have to do that, we're again. totally putting bloopers on the end of this. <laughs> <laughs>